What do you imagine when you think about university? Maybe it's sleepless nights in the library or the journey to your dream job. Maybe it was or will be your first time out of home or something you thought you'd never do. No matter your experience or expectations, there is one thing we all share. I'm Lizzie Jack and this is We Are UOW, a podcast by the University of Wollongong, where we explore the lifelong connections made on the UOW campus, from friends to mentors to marriages. Episode 8, Ash and Grant. I'm Ashley Neal and I'm one of the directors of Peak Sports and Learning, which is an outside school hours care provider in Illawarra, Shelhaven area. My name's Grant Neal. I'm also one of the directors at Peak Sports and Learning and we love what we do. Ash and Grant's relationship has grown a lot since they first met working in a local water park almost 20 years ago. They were casual workmates turned classmates turned good mates. Fast forward... They're now a happily married couple with two kids and a hugely successful business. Before the long shifts together and late night study sessions, which blossomed into a relationship, the two had pretty different ideas of where they'd end up. When Grant finished high school in the early 2000s, he thought his future was set. Thought I wanted to be a property economist, which sounded really cool at the time. And I looked at the pay rate and I was like, yep, that's me. That sounds awesome. I enrolled at university, actually moved to Sydney to study, done six months and realised I was the only person under 50 doing the course. It didn't take him long to realise that property economics was not for him. He'd come back down to Wollongong to visit his friends who were studying PE at the University of Wollongong. I'd come on down to their PE parties and that looked a lot more like me. It was kind of looked fun, looked engaging. So I was like, nah, that thing doesn't suit me. So I uh, told my parents, they were pretty upset at the time. like, no, what are you doing? You can only leave if you enrol in another uni. I'm like, well, I'm coming back. I'm coming to Wollongong. I'm, I want to do PE. And I just enrolled in a course I loved. I just, uni was fun. It was the best thing for me, definitely. So Grant enrols in PE. He's back in the gong and back working his old job at Jamboree Action Park with his friend Ash. And sparks start to fly across the gift shop. Uh, yeah, we were great friends for a long time. We used to actually do quite a lot together and thought she's out of my reach, so never never really tried too hard. While Grant was loving his decision to move back and study PE, Ash was still deciding what to do between nursing and teaching. I always thought I'd be a teacher and saying my parents always thought I would end up being a teacher and I was swaying between the two and at the last minute I thought teaching's for me. Grant says Ash was destined to be a primary school teacher but it probably didn't hurt that her best mate and office crush was also heading to UOW to study teaching. They'd see each other every day between work and uni. Ash would help proofread Grant's essays and Grant helped Ash with her math subjects. And when you spend that much time with someone... (laughs) Had an inkling that was going to be something more for sure. It was O-Week, 2004. We went to the uni bar one night for celebrations leading into O-Week and um, Grant admitted that he had a bit of a crush on me and went in for a bit of a kiss and banged teeth and it was very romantic. (laughs) Had to go a second time, that was a bit better. First kiss we just smacked teeth and nearly knocked each other out but the second time was a bit better. I walked outside 
And then I went to come back in and the security guard, my stamp was all sweaty and they said, no, no, you can't come in. So I was actually sitting outside by myself. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, Ash actually come out and we'll, we cross paths. And that's when I was like, all right, now's the time. <laughs> so we were alone and outside and so I was, yeah, now's the time. We, uh, yeah, professed my love and uh, the kiss ensued. Those some mutual friends of ours were like, finally, you two hooked up. Are you going to go out now? We both looked at each other and said, okay. And then that was that. <laughs> so they did start going out. They were both living at home, floating between each other's parents' houses, carpooling to work and uni together. They worked and studied full time, scheduling all their classes into their two days off a week. They had a huge group of mutual friends between their Jamboree workmates and the UOW education students. And despite their hectic schedules, they loved every minute of it. It was busy. So we packed our uni into Mondays and Tuesdays. At uh, one stage, I was doing 11 subjects that year whilst working full time. Learned a lot of time management skills very, very quickly. So we just made sure we always had a good work-life balance. So we always made time to still socialise and hang out with our friends. It was busy but fun. Yeah, we had, we had the jobs we both loved. So going to work uh, when you're 20 years old and studying at university and doing all those things sounds like really hard work now. But at the time, it's just great fun. You, you're going to work, you hang around your friends. And then when you're not at work, you're doing a bit of uni. And we were both determined at the time and when we were at uni, we tried to get a lot of our work done. So it meant weekends, night times, we, you know, really enjoyed ourselves and, yeah, we're pretty driven at, at uni to get it done as quick as possible and get good results but have the social side of things too. Between their crazy hours and study timetables, Ash and Grant still found time to live their ultimate uni life. And if the PE students are known for anything, it's their ability to party. PE students are notorious for throwing the ultimate shindig and sneaking into one of those parties was how Grant ended up back at UOW in the first place. Yeah, it was a toga party. I was like, yeah, right, yeah, toga party, that sounds like fun. So went along to the, the old North Gong. I think it was a Lone Star next to the North Gong. So we went along there and I had no idea what to expect. I just assumed the job of a first year, so no one realised any different that I wasn't a University of Wollongong student or a PE student because I think it was PE only. So it's like, yeah, I'm first year. So it was, it was actually those parties that drew me down and probably pulled me out of my other course and I wasn't getting those same experiences in Sydney. So yeah, come down and from then I could legitimately go as a first year the following year and then that turned into a bit of a recurring theme. They were definitely the highlights of uni for me. They were very, very fun nights. Were you there too, Ash, or were you at your own primary ed parties? I was the plus one. The PE people just took the cake. It was notorious. Everyone was a bit jealous of their... <laughs> What were these parties like? Why were they so infamous? Um, so the toga parties, as it sounds, like you kind of get the bed sheet uh, wrapped around yourself. Yeah, on inspection when you get there, you, you pay your $5 or if you decide to go nude under the toga, I think you got in for free. So, so they pretty, yeah, pretty wild parties. And then your sheet or your towel that you wrapped around yourself as a toga at the start of the night would end up on the floor and you'd be wearing someone else's and then... Lots of games. And, and then at the end of the year, we'd do a, uh, a beach bar party. The beach bar certainly knew how to throw a party. And uh, end of the year, all the fourth years, we'd run across and jump in the ocean and have a swim and uh, everyone would go watch them and have a heap of fun and laugh and then hide their clothes when they get out and all those fun things you do when you're at that age. So they were just uh, an enjoyable time. Yeah, look back with fond memories of those parties, that's for sure. Between the uni bar hangouts and the toga parties, Ash and Grant had worked tirelessly, 
buying their first house together at 19. They both knew they were in for the long run, and Ash was just waiting for Grant to pop the question. There was a few opportunities where Grant took me on a harbour bridge climb. I was like, yep, this is it. Nah, didn't happen. And then we went uh, away on holiday somewhere. I was like, yep, this is it. Nah. I kept throwing hints out and throwing jokes at him. Ash's mum would always say, when are you getting married? And I would say, oh, when we get back from Perth. When are you going to Perth? Never. With the back of my mind planning it. And then not long after that, we were camping down at Lake Conjola and we were having a few wines. We'd taken our two dogs down there camping. We were a little bit rosy. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask. <laughs> I knew something was up when she's feeding me beers at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm like, well, I don't need another beer yet. Yeah, have a beer, have another drink. So I didn't stuff this. Grant, I'm, I'm just going to nick down to the local uh, general store to get some stuff. I'll be back in a minute. So it was very off whim, off cuff. It wasn't planned. <laughs> so I went down to the Lake Conjola general store. I found a ring pop. And I found whatever I could find on the on the stand. I found some balloons and I found um, some 1970s gift cards and things <laughs> on the rack. I grabbed what I could. I put together a bit of a treasure hunt outside. I'd liquored Grant up enough that he was having an afternoon nap. So while he was having an <laughs> afternoon nap, <laughs> I set up a little treasure hunt outside and set, wrote some little clues and Grant went around. And I still have the card at home, actually. It was must have been in the store for so many years. It was dusty and it had these two cute little husband and wife on the front, like a little congratulations on getting engaged card, something that your nana would <laughs> give you. And that was the last clue. So that would have been embarrassing if you said no, because <laughs> congratulations on it. No, at the end, I proposed on one knee with a ring pop. <laughs> literally a ring pop. It was pop. literally like, lolly, like the $2 lolly lolly ring pop. Ring that goes over your finger. I don't think it fits, so I think I ate it instead. <laughs> we got a few, few photos with it, but yeah, then, yeah. I think I ate the ring, so yeah. Every other year he gets that on our anniversary. <laughs> Two years later, at the age of 24, Grant and Ash were married, surrounded by all their friends from uni and Jamboree. Grant was a high school PE teacher and Ash had scored a permanent position at a local primary school. They bought a second house and were planning for their first child and their round-the-clock work ethic had not run out. Their second mortgage and hard work mentality got them thinking about earning extra income. Grant thought about a project he'd done at uni that explored childhood obesity, a topic he was passionate about. He looked at the effects of after-school activities on kids' health and fitness. A lot of kids had dual-income families, so mum and dad both working, and our parents weren't that excited for them to ride their bikes home or ride around in the neighbourhood, so they were kind of saying, you know, catch the bus home, walk straight inside, make yourself something to eat, and then, you know, watch TV or play PlayStation kind of thing until I get home. And I kind of done a study on that, and they're directly linked to childhood obesity, having those children not having access to physical activity of an afternoon, and... That's where the business idea come from. Like, why don't we create a, a thing where we can get children moving of an afternoon, like where parents, if they are at work, they can still access sport. They can still access a really good care environment where they are running around, they're getting physical activity. So the idea was grown at university and I kind of chatted to my parents about it, chatted to Ash about it, and we all kind of were on the same wavelength, like, yeah, this is something that would be really fun to be part of. Grant and Ash wanted to create a space for children to engage in physical exercise at a low cost and no inconvenience for parents. So with their friend John, a teacher they studied with at UOW, they started Peak Sports and Learning. Our first service was at the school I was teaching at 
So I would work in the morning during before school care, then I would teach during the day and then do the after school care shift. And then we did that ongoingly until I fell pregnant. The early days of the business were true to their go, go, go attitude. They were out the door at 6am, jam-packing their day with before and after school care, their regular teaching jobs, and then doing admin for their growing business once they got home at 6pm. The service that we offered was different to other services that were out in the community, so it was sought after, and so we actually had principals approach us at the time and say, what are you doing there? That's fantastic. We want you in our school. Grant was actually teaching in a local high school which was close to a primary school. We figured out that if he went and worked at that school, he could do both. And so, Actually, our business partner, John, was working at the local primary school. And, yeah, I guess it, it, it purely grew through word of mouth of principals. They recognised the program we're running. We started with literally one child enrolled. Yeah, another principal approached us, and that was Shell Harbour Public School. And uh, we went in there and opened up there. Um, and we got approached by another principal at Oak Flat. So it grew very organically not through us really promoting it. We, we still don't promote our business much. We've got very little marketing as such or promotion. We, we just let it grow organically and let people talk about what we do and I, I guess the, the, the product sells itself. The goal was to enrol 10 kids over 10 years and by their first year, they had 100 students. Now 10 years on, Peak has 21 centres across the Illawarra Shoalhaven from Wanuna to Ulladulla. They have 200 staff and are one of the biggest employers of university students in the region, all teaching students. I don't think the business would have been as successful and organic as it was if we hadn't have studied teaching. I feel like it flows on from that field really nicely and uh, we had that skill set that we could transfer into what we do at, at peak every afternoon. We program in opportunities and experiences for the children, which includes sports skills of an afternoon. So we actually write programs based on teaching children specifics in various sports. So children who come to us, obviously they've got working parents, so they don't, can't get to football training or soccer training. So some of them miss out on that opportunity to be able to play sports of an afternoon. So we value that as a very important part of the program. We also have our homework and home reading time. So if the children have any homework from school or home readers, then we'll sit down and do that with them of an afternoon as well. Feed them a healthy afternoon tea. And we also do craft experiences, art experiences, STEM, science, and then the rest is all spontaneous based on what the children's interests are. We don't have any TVs or um, gaming stations. Um, a lot of our industry might use those to, you know, entertain the children. It's kind of a philosophy of ours that we don't do those things. So what we do is we have really good staff and rather than staff standing back and watching children play, we have staff that engage with children play and they get the opportunity to really model, uh, our staff get to the opportunity to model really good uh, behaviours and, and teamwork skills and those things and the children see that and actually develop relationships with those staff as well and, and see that positive um, person in their life and, and that's, a, that's a real bonus of what we do rather than just having staff watching it's actually engaging so the staff become part of what the children do and part of what they learn about so it uh, makes it more enjoyable for the children and also I think for the people working as well. And after 13 years of marriage, two kids and years of living and working together, how do you to keep that work-life relationship balance? Look, it has its challenges, but I feel like that just makes us stronger as a couple too. We've only ever known working together because that's how we met. So I guess working together, studying together, working together, we probably wouldn't know what to do with ourselves if we weren't. <laughs> but I think working 
24-7 and living with someone. Like we do have a few grandmas as a couple. So like we'll never go to bed without one another. Like that's one of our rules. I'll get caught up doing a bit of work at night or whatever, but we always have a rule that, no, nah, I'm not going to bed. No work talk at dinner time. When we're with the kids, we try and limit the work talk as well. Like there's a time and a place for everything kind of thing. So we try and limit as much as we can to that. And that works really well for, for us and it allows us to maintain that balance of like our relationship you know time with our kids and the business as well so that's important yeah and we're we're pretty lucky we've got a business now where we actually don't work what ash does she's fantastic at and i don't really need to know what she does or question that or have anything to do with it because she's so good at her job and just like what I do in the business she's you know we've grown I trust he's got his job done and he's done what he needs to do to there's full trust there so we, we do work with each other but we actually don't work like on top of each other I think that might be hard so um, everything Ash does I know is fantastic uh, I know the services are great and all the work she does is amazing so we don't need to I don't need to get involved in that and, yeah, and vice versa I just trust that Grant's doing you know all the amazing thing that he's does that I probably wouldn't have any clue about so there's that yeah good level of trust as well that we're doing part of what we need to do in the business as well. And how have you been impacted in the last two years with the effect of COVID on daycare and schooling? Uh, Yeah really good question it's been a difficult 18 months for I guess the childcare industry uh, particularly given that schools were closed for a lot of a lot of that period. So normally we might have seven, 800 children attending an afternoon between all the services. During COVID, that was probably down to about 80 children attending of an afternoon. So what it meant for us was a lot of our casual staff didn't receive as much work and we were able to keep all our permanent staff on. So COVID was a real barrier for the business, but we took the opportunity to really engage with those children, knowing that they weren't getting the opportunities to probably see friends. And so our staff that did stay keep working and stayed on in the services took the opportunity and said, look, we're probably never going to get this again where we've got such small numbers in our services. Let's engage with these kids. Let's make sure it's a really fun, enjoyable experience because kids were scared, adults were scared. We all, no one knew what was happening. So we kind of were all a bit timid at the start, but we decided as a business that we wanted to use it as an opportunity and some bit of positive thinking rather than negative thinking and said, you know, we'll never get this again. So let's really engage with these children. Let's make sure the experience is really, really what they want. And um, hopefully in a post-COVID world, which we're coming into, it means our business will grow back to what it was and, um, yeah, we'll be able to engage with those children again. Yeah, it was scary at the time, but I think the light's at the end of the tunnel now. Sitting here with Ash and Grant, they genuinely are best friends. You can see in their faces and hear in their voices their positivity and just how much they love each other. And after 13 years, they keep surprising each other. Grant decided to pay Ash back for eating the original engagement ring. On our anniversary a few years ago, Grant said, come on, get in the car, we're going somewhere. And he took me up to Sydney to a gem jeweller and told me I could pick out a ring because he goes, I didn't buy your ring in the first place. This was obviously a beautiful gesture from Grant, but what better way to celebrate your love and your 10th wedding anniversary than flying to Las Vegas to get remarried by Elvis? trashiest sequin dress you've ever seen. Elvis walked me down the aisle, asked me if I'd take Grant's blue suede shoes and his hunger, hunger love. And I said yes. Pretty trashy. 
They're pretty yeah. trashy. The we got married in the same church as Bon Jovi and Hamish and Andy. Yeah. I think we were there for a total of about five minutes. You kind of they pick you up in the limo, all very the driver swanky. Driver had no teeth. Yeah, you drive down, they drop you off, and like walk down here, say this, say this, say this, do this, three photos, back in the limo, and back home. We're like before we knew it, we're like, wow, what just happened? And a bunch of flowers and everything. It was really fun. <laughs> Do you think you would have ended up here, Ash, if you'd gone into nursing or Grant, if you hadn't come back to go to UOW in the first place? We, as we, we both on education, so we, where possible, we, we work together, obviously. Um, so we actually try to get a lot of our subjects, first year subjects were really um, education subjects. So we actually try to get in the same classes, same tutes, same lectures and that was great. So we could travel to uni together. Um, they would spend, we'd, we'd travel half hour. So we'd get that time in the car together on the way there, on the way home. So that's an hour. Plus we'd be in class together. And then a lot of times you'd do the old, you know, do you want to help each other out with assignments kind of thing? So I guess university brought us together in terms of allowed us to spend more time together really naturally. Like we actually enjoyed each other's company anyways, but of course we're doing the same subjects. We'd live near each other. We're driving the same direction. So yeah, it was a, a good distraction to actually get us together all the time. So that's probably where the relationship started. Like a similar field as well. There was obviously that connection there as well. So common interest. You're both really lucky in that not only have you got this, you know, beautiful marriage out of uni, but you've both found something that you're so passionate about and you've turned that into a super successful business, not just for yourselves, but for the, the people you provide that for, the, the kids and the parents. What do you think it is? about UOW that helped shape this for you? Absolutely everything. (laughs) I still have a tutor that I run into all the time who has opened her own business in Kayama and she was so influential in everything I learned in university. She was a a tutor for a behaviour management subject and when I was studying originally, behaviour management wasn't a compulsory subject, it was an elective, but I could see the value in that being a an important subject to do <laughs> and one of the best things I ever did was enroll in that subject and meet her and then that was a skill set that we've transferred into not only our business and um, you know with children but our own children <laughs> uh, we always always laugh at us because we always seem to come back to oh back in my day or when I did this <laughs> when I was studying this <laughs> yeah I think uh, one of the main things I took of University of Wollongong is it really builds being at uni you, you build social skills and you think you know it all when you're 18 you finish school but you, you really don't so going to university it makes you meet new people it makes you establish relationships it, uh, you have to do that just to, uh, to get out of yourself and, you know, to meet new people. And if you do that, you have a far more enjoyable experience. So uh, that being a business owner, no business owner knows everything. Um, it's impossible to know everything. So by having skills that enables you to social and interact with other people, that's the biggest skill as a business owner to have because we don't know everything. We don't even pretend to know everything. So having the skills where I can pick up the phone or go meet people and say, hold on, Grant, this is what I do. Can you help me with this? Um, you learn that through university, through meeting people, different lecturers, different tutors, everyone uh, interacting in different ways. You get different perspectives on life. Um, it really gives you that opportunity to get out of your own little bubble when you're 18 and into a much bigger bubble and learn a whole different new cultures, new perspectives, whole different ways of looking at things. Um, really has set us up for what I believe makes us good business owners because we've got we've learnt those skills that we can implement day in, day out. And we're, we're smart enough to know that, hey, if we don't know everything, it, that's fine. We just put a hand up and ask for help and interact with other people and find find out what we don't know. 
I think communication and time management, I think regardless of what degree you choose to study, they're two things that transfer into every aspect of your life as an adult when you finish university and that has been integral in us starting our business, going out into the world as a new grad into whatever position that you go into. I went out as a brand new teacher and just having that skill set of being able to communicate with other people in the field and then managing our time were two very, very important things that yeah have transferred with us across everything that we do now. We're both kind of yes people in terms of you want to play lunchtime sports? Yep. Do you want to go to the pub after, after school today? Yep, let's do that. Do you want to do this? Yes. We just didn't say no too much at all. And I guess that's helped us in our life too because we're still very much the same. We see opportunities and we just, yep, we're, it's, we're yes people. We just, yeah, that's an opportunity. Let's have a go. Don't, don't really know much about. Like, you know, I played a lot of games at University of Wollongong at lunchtime that I had no idea how to play before, but it's just like, why not have a go, meet new people? And that's definitely a transferable skill to what we do now. And we still yes people now. We're here doing this podcast today. We just get an opportunity. Why not have a go at it? So that's something that um, I think if anyone was thinking of going to university, uh, University of Wollongong, just take those opportunities and say yes to everything. Really involve yourself in the culture. Really get to know the university. Get to know who you're studying with. And if someone says you want to come along and do this, just you don't have to know what it's about. Just yep, jump in, have a go. You'll enjoy yourself, and you, you I guess your long-term life will probably be better for it. We Are UOW is brought to you by the University of Wollongong. This episode was co-produced by myself, Lizzie Jack and Grace Golash. Thanks so much to Ash and Grant for sharing their story. If you want to learn more about Peak Sports and Learning, you can find them at peak, that's P-E-A-K, sportslearning.com.au. If you loved this story, make sure you listen back to previous episodes and follow and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We also love to hear about the connections made or fostered at the University of Wollongong. So if you've got a story worth sharing, email us at weareuow at uow.edu.au or share your stories online with the hashtag weareuow. Next time on We Are UOW, a third year journalism student waltzes into a podcasting class having never listened to a podcast before with a lecturer who's never taught before. They end up becoming really good friends. One of the students stopped me to pitch her story idea after class and come and talk about it. And I was so excited because it just felt so collaborative. And it was you, Lizzie. That's next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>